3D printing offer one main advantage, which is the, the freedom for design. So you could create very complex parts without paying the premium for manufacturing them. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Robot Industry Podcast. We're glad you're here, and thank you for subscribing. Uh, my name is Jim Beretta, and our guest for this edition of the podcast is Tharwat Fode. Before I bring Tharwat on, though, I'd like to introduce one of our new sponsors, Canova. Canova is a global leader in professional robotics. They were founded in 2006 in Montreal. The company's mission initially was to empower individuals with upper body limitations through the use of assistive robots. The company's evolved its product line to service researchers, medical professionals, governments, businesses, and educational institutions to achieve their innovation goals through strategic partnerships and collaborative efforts. Today, with robotic technologies built up over more than a decade of inspired ingenuity, Canova's dedication is to provide solutions to professionals in industries such as agri-food, healthcare, security, nuclear, hazmat, and advanced manufacturing to go well beyond their ambitions. So we welcome Canova to the Robot Industry Podcast, and we're recording this just ahead of the Automate 2023 show. And so I'd like to now talk a little bit about Anubis's 3D uh, founder, uh, Tharwat. He is founder and president of Anubis Corporation and Anubis 3D. Tharwat draws upon years of solid experience in engineering management with Procter & Gamble, Apotex, pharmaceutical company, and Anubis Corporation, where he managed a variety of functions, including project management, engineering, and operations. He established Anubis 3D with the objective of transforming the additive manufacturing from a prototyping industry to a viable production technology. Tharwat, too, is the inventor of the first optical solids flow meter, a breakthrough in solid flow management. He also holds several other patents in powder handling industry, and he has managed in the billion-dollar range of several manufacturing industries, including a chemical process automation, consumer goods, food and beverage, automation packing lines, logistics and material handling, spray drying towers, and pharmaceutical vaccine production automation. So Tharwood, that was a lot to say, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, uh, Jim. Um, thank you for having me. What we're going to talk a lot about today is about kind of what's happening in 3D printing and, um, and end-of-arm tools for robots. So how did you get started in the business? We started uh, the business in uh, 2006 as a consultant, um, coming out of, uh, of Procter & Gamble and Sanofi Pasteur and uh, Apotex, we ended up um, going to the direction of creating a consulting firm. We started there until 2008, 2009, where the recession, and uh, we kind of, uh, that was a trigger for us to make a change, and this is where we got into uh, 3D printing. We purchased our first 3D printer in 2012. And from there, we started learning and adapting to the industry, understanding its capabilities. And we, from there, we we moved to where we are right now. And I think, actually, I have been to your facility a couple of times because that was I was doing a project for the Canadian government. And we were investigating who was using 3D printing. And you you put us up, uh, you kindly put us up for a uh, a visit to your facility back way back then. So we've known each other for a long time. Uh, it's been it's been many many years. So you started visiting us in the very early days, um, uh, shortly after we got our first machine. Uh, so that was the beginning of Anubis uh, 3D. And you've been very successful in creating these 3D tools because you do both, right? You create 3D print 
but you also create 3D for end of arm tools. Yes, we, we, when we started the business, it was very hard for people to understand um, uh, the, the use of 3D printing in manufacturing. Um, uh, 3D printing was commonly only used as a prototype. And for people to understand that they can rely on a 3D printed part to replace the machine part was very hard at the beginning. And um, that led us to the point of trying to build uh, the tools ourselves. So that's where we introduced design capabilities. So we started designing and building. Uh, we took on the, the, the finished product performance guarantees to the customer to give them the confidence that they can use it. And we had um, um, early adapter companies that came in and uh, they are the people who helped us out, trusted that we could uh, deliver on our promises. And uh, they started using our, our tools. And this is where uh, it was a win-win. They, they ended up being the first one to introduce these tools to their customers. And we were the, we had the opportunity to start uh, improving and learning and adjusting and, and growing that, that sector. So speaking of sectors, what sectors do you, I'm assuming that one of the big ones is packaging, uh, uh, consumer packaging and such. We, we served many, uh, uh, we touched almost uh, the majority of the robotic applications, uh, automotive, uh, we did med- pharmaceutical, medical uh, devices, we've done, uh, we've done food and beverage um, uh, applications, heavy metal, um, even we've done many of that. So, so we, we've touched on all of them, but what we found that the applications for consumer products yeah, is is the most the most the industry that benefits most from that technology. The reason being is is the smaller the robot and the faster the application, you benefit from a lightweight tool, um, and that is where um, you want to handle products in the millions, and you need to be able to have very small, fast robots. And this is where the end of arm tool being lightweight makes a break a breakthrough in the applications. Uh, when it comes to automotive, uh, the, the infrastructure is mostly there. It is sized for the traditional tools. So coming in with an alternative tool that is lighter doesn't offer that much of an advantage in the automotive world, as well as the robots are, are very giant and the tools are handling very high weights. Uh, so if the percentage of, of savings from the total weights in larger tools is not that significant to compared to smaller ones. So the main applications we found uh, are the uh, collaborative robots and um, Delta robots and um, the smaller size robots that needs to run at a very fast high speed. So we've got lightweighting, which is one of the, it's kind of a game changer for smaller robots, especially. What are some of the other advantages of 3D printing? I, I know that I've been in your booth before, right? So I know that there's a really simple way of of uh, removing the tool from the from the robot. Yeah, so it offered the the, the 3D printing offer one main advantage, which is the the freedom for design. So you could create very complex parts without paying the premium for manufacturing them. Um, so one of the things we did were we integrated the tool changer within the tool. So we were able to use the same head attached to the robot and you replace multiple uh, tools without having to buy an external uh, tool changer device um, that needs to screw on both ends and, and, and all the complexities that comes with it. So that was one of the key features we included in most of our products. Uh, we also were able to create very complex network of uh, air channels for both for pressure and vacuum inside the tool. 
and that that kind of simplified the, the the plumbing and made it kind of one piece has everything in it, including electronics, solenoids, everything included in the in the small head, basically. So packaging is kind of part of what you're doing, right? By designing the end of arm tool yeah. with all the air channels and with sensors and such inside, it is much more elegant solution. It seems to me. It is like I mean I I, I, leave, I let you be the judge to that. So <laughs> we believe they are very. Uh, Attractive products. I think we've seen uh, lots of uh, companies interested in them compared to traditional projects, uh, products, and including some of our competitors who uh, started buying out our components to complement their uh, their tools. Well, that's an interesting thing, right? Because your end-of-arm tool can take a lot of technologies and put them into a package, but you are also working with other end-of-arm tool companies. And how did that come along? Oh, it's very well. I mean, we're working. We, we when we came in, we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. So, and we didn't want to compete with the people already in the market. We want to add value, complement what they're already doing. So, we're working very closely with companies like Schmalz. Yep. Um, and many of the components they already have ejectors and um, and um, suction cups and so on. We don't do our own. We integrate Schmalz components. We're uh, we have very good relationships with them. They're a great company. Um, we're also uh, collaborating with other companies who build um, uh, robot companies. We have Fenoc and also Canova. We're working with both uh, those companies very closely. Um, and we're working with companies who build the base for the solutions as well. So we're kind of trying to bring the whole solution together, um, creating uh, internally only the things that we add value to rather than starting to build, um, re reinvent an ejector, for instance, that was uh, already optimized by others. So what are the most popular end-of-arm tools that you're creating these days? So we, the one of the biggest application is is pelletizing, and and that for that surface gripper area surface grippers are the most commonly used tool for that uh, picking boxes, um, and we have a, a line of products that can carry to forty or fifty pounds boxes. We've done that with both uh, ejectors, which is the um, the using the venturi style, and we also have um, uh, the same using a blower. Uh, which can handle faster speeds uh, for the boxes uh, with higher porosities. Um, so, those, so those are the two main categories. So, area surface grippers um, uh, we we sell them in in many fashions, many sizes. Um, but also the other interesting product that um, when we developed, we didn't think is going to be uh, uh, high in demand. It was the uh, case erector. So we've um, built that automatic case erector. Um, and it's uh, showing lots of interest from many uh, of, of the uh, of the companies. We receive lots of inquiries, and we sell a lot of it uh, since we developed it. So it is a very successful product, um, and it basically uses collaborative robot to fold a box uh, ready for packaging. The third the third product we have is the um, is the uh, bottle grippers. Uh, that is uh, a, a creative way of picking a bottle. Um, without using vacuum, um, that's very. We also have it dem demonstrated on the Kenova robot in the show. So this, when you come into the booth this year, you will find that uh, that application running on on the Kenova robots. It is a big challenge gripping bottles, and so uh, and you've kind of got a standard product right now for that. Yes. So the bottle, the uh, bottle grippers, you can find it on our website. This is a product that 
uses a mechanical fingers, wrap around the feature on the bottle, basically a rim or some some protrusion that we can go underneath and grab the bottle. Um, so that uses a very low energy. Uh, we just need to move the arms five uh, rotation of five uh, degrees, and and you're underneath the, the the feature and pick the bottle. Very reliably, very solid, and it is uh, it's basically relatively low cost uh, solution and very reliable. Once it's installed and it's commissioned, it, it is very reliable. It lasts very very long time without any maintenance. So you're going to, you're going to show box erecting. You've got some product in the Canova booth. Uh, what else will you be showing at your booth in uh, in this year's edition of Automate Show? We have a couple of other. Uh, we have another product that's um, automatic tool changer. Uh, we're working on that as well for the show. But um, the main thing we are featuring in the show is is the is providing a complete solution, and that's why we partnered with other companies. What we noticed in the market for uh, collaborative robots, the end users or even the integrators would like to get this piece as one um, rather than having to spend time and effort integrating it. So we have a, for CRX, we have a, an, an application. It's, it's a, a plug and play uh, app. So it makes it very simple to communicate with the robot. And, and our booth will have a number of uh, full applications from palletizers to carton erectors to bottling. Uh, all of them are a complete system with the robot and the the base uh, all together and the tool all running together. That, that's that's just what the new thing. Last year uh, we only supplied the tools, so people could see what the tool is. But it's up to the customer to integrate it. This year we're trying to show that we can provide the full solution. And that's so important to integrators today because they're so busy. They don't have time to do engineering. They don't have time to do the integration. So I think being able to deliver them a full solution is critical to to them being successful. Yeah, and that also will help in the delivery time. So you, you we built stocks. We're starting to build inventory of all these uh, items. So the delivery time will be um, also an attractive uh, proposition there as well. So that what we're hoping will help us um, move one step further up and eliminate some of the risks of having to coordinate. Uh, for example, when it comes to the carton erector, having to coordinate between the tool and the folding frame and the taping machine and the robot reach and the program and I.O. links and all of that. It's so much harder to do it if, if you buy the pieces, but if yeah. you just buy a system, put it on the floor, um, switch it on and it's running, that's, that's basically what... Uh, what we believe is going to add a lot of value to the to the customers. It's time to market, right? That's so important to today's manufacturers. So I was going to ask you, Tharwat, do you deal more with uh, automation integration companies or do you deal with well, end users, uh, obviously, um, or is it a mixture of both? Majority of our, our customers are integrators. We've seen some of the distributors are taking the role of integrators for small projects. So we're also working with those companies. Uh, very, very few end users. Um, I don't anticipate this to grow much. There is always a need for a, either a distributor or an integrator between us and the end user. Now, I don't know if this will change once we have a complete systems for some of the products. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And so this is all exciting stuff and looking forward to seeing you in uh, Detroit. What is your booth number for the 2023 show? It is 2439. 2439. Well, that's great. And uh, Tharwat, when you're not lightweighting robot world, what do you like to do? Do you have any hobbies? Okay, I, I have um, 
I picked up the drums, but not the the, the Middle Eastern one. It's called tabla. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I do that. I'm uh, I've been working on that for uh, a year. Play volleyball, play cards with friends. Um, that's basically what I do when I'm not designing tools. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for that. And how do people get a hold of you uh, if they want to maybe uh, keep the conversation going or maybe start a conversation? Can, the, the easiest way I find is going through uh, through LinkedIn. Um, that is, um, peop- most people find me there. You can reach me on my direct number is 289-326-4570. Um, or just send me an email on uh, foad, F-O-U-A-D, dot M at anubiscorp.com. Our sponsor for this episode is Earhart Automation Systems. Earhart builds and commissions turnkey solutions for their worldwide client. With over 80 years of precision manufacturing, they understand the complex world of robotics, automated manufacturing, and project management, delivering world-class custom automation on time and on budget. Contact one of their sales engineers to see what Earhart can build for you. And their info at airheartautomation.com. And Earhart is spelled E-H-R-H-A-R-D-T. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge A3, the Association for Advancing Automation. They're the leading automation trade association for robotics, vision, and imaging, motion control and motors, and the industrial artificial intelligence technologies. Visit automate.org to learn more. And Painted Robot builds and integrates digital solutions. They're a web development firm that offers SEO, digital, social marketing, and can set up and connect CRM and other ERP tools to unify marketing, sales, and operations. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, at the Robot Industry Podcast, like Tharwat, you can find me, Jim Beretta, on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. Today's podcast was produced by Customer Traction Industrial Marketing, and I'd like to recognize Chris Gray for the music, Jeffrey Bremner for the audio production, my business partner, Janet, and our sponsors, Earhart Automation Systems and Canova Robotics.